Evan Ursher did not score. Played 14 minutes. Josh Early, two points, six rebounds in 17 minutes. We're going to talk with Chris Harris. All right. Let's talk to Chris Harris, who led the Red Hawks in scoring tonight. 26 points. First of all, congratulations, man. This is awesome. The last championship for SEMO was 23 years ago. So the year before I started doing the games, man. So I've never called this game before. That was one heck of a game. How tired are you? Oh, I'm very tired. But, I mean, I mean we got new life. We got new energy. I mean, everybody's over there super emotional. So, you know, now's the time to celebrate all our hard work and not to be tired. So, I mean, I'm very tired. Very long game. Much credit to Tennessee uh, Tech. They're a great team. They shoot the ball extremely well. They guard the ball. But, I mean, my guys, I love my guys. I'm so glad that we could do this together. It's a great group of guys. All right. So how many times did it flash through your mind during the game or did it? I do not want this to be my last game. This is not going to be my last game. Honestly, the whole game. And that's what was, what was uh, what we were thinking about on defense because we knew we can we can score with anybody, but it's going to be on the defensive end. They're, like I said, they're a great shooting team. They're a very offensively gifted team. So, we were just like, hey, if we don't want to go home, we just have to play defense for 40 minutes. And for the most part, I feel like we did. They scored the first four points in overtime. Chris, you held them without a field goal over the final two minutes and 37 seconds. They missed their last four shots. Mm-hmm. It was defense in the end. Yeah, definitely. I mean, defense is everything. I mean, throughout this whole tournament, that's been what we've been hanging our hat on is defense. Because, like I said, coming into the coming into the tournament, we knew we weren't, were one of the best offensive teams that we had always been lacking during the conference season in defense. So we knew if we tightened up our defense, we'd have a shot to win the title. Tennessee State, you went 16 of 18 for the free throw line. You go 11 of 13 from the line tonight. How much pressure do you feel at the free throw line because you're a terrific free throw shooter? Do you feel it, especially when it's late in the ball game? You know, sometimes I do feel it, but, you know, having my guys right there on the free throw line with me, talking to me, you know, it's just like we're in practice. It's just like any other day. Like like we talked about it before, being, getting in the gym before and after practice, shooting free throws and stuff like that, that all helps with confidence. So when it comes to a bigger stage like this with the crowd and everybody, I'm ready to go. And you knew we couldn't have a, a game without you uh, getting fouled <laughs> shooting a three. You right? knew it. You knew it. I didn't, haven't had one all tournament. So I, I feel like, I, well, I think, I think that was the first one this tournament. So, yeah. You know, Russell did not have a field goal in the second half of the game last night until he hit that dagger three. With 21 seconds. He didn't have a field goal in the second half tonight until he hit that three with a minute 40 to play in the in regulation. How many times does he come up clutch for this team? I mean, he made some winning plays late. So did you. Oh, for sure. If you look back on any game we've played, it's always been Phil making clutch plays no matter when it is. You know, even if it's getting us off to a great start, getting us into the bonus early, or just hitting big shots like he normally does. Phil's, okay. Phil's an awesome point guard to play with. So... Israel Barnes is a 28% three-point shooter, okay? That's that's not great. But not tonight. Not tonight, man. Three of six. How big was Israel Barnes? Oh, I mean, it, he was huge. You know, the percentages don't necessarily always show what people can do, especially when they get hot. And Israel's in the gym all the time. So, you know, he was huge for us both on offense, but 
uh, what gets overlooked is his defense. You know, he guarded the best players the entire night tonight, and he did a great job on them. So I'm so grateful we got Israel Barnes. How good of a dancer are you? Because we're going dancing. <laughs> I'm not that good of a dancer, but I'll have to learn. All right. Congratulations, uh, thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right. Chris Harris, Red Hawks, leading scorer in the championship game, 26 points. He has to go. So uh, we're waiting on Coach Brad Korn. And we will hear from the Red Hawks head coach. Well, let's take a timeout. Brad Korn will join us. The coaches wrap presented by Garber's Menswear in the town. Well, he's coming right now. Here comes the Red Hawks head coach, Brad Korn. Uh, you've already heard it 25 times, but congratulations. Year number three. Hey, what was everybody stressed out about? You had them all the way, coach. Yeah, it, that, I just, uh, gosh, I don't even know what to say, Eric. Um, just tremendous heart and grit from our guys. I mean, just all the all tournament long, all season long. It's just to have that, to be up seven with a minute and a half and to turn it over, turn it over. Should have missed the last free throw. Should have knocked the ball down. There's so many things. Go down in overtime and then still find a way. Um, I mean, what can you, if you don't have tough kids, if you don't have kids with resiliency, kids that don't believe, you don't do that. You, you, you don't do that. It had nothing to do with me. It's all the guys. Four points they scored to start overtime. So you're down four just like that. And defense gets it done in the end. They did not have a field goal in the final 237 of overtime. When you had to step up and play D, you did it. Yeah, it's just. And that's what's been even yesterday, you know, Moorhead game. It didn't, one field goal last eight minutes. And so that's really what we, we, we've talked about coming into this tournament was defensive intensity. You know, after the way that we played at the end of the regular season, we knew we had to do that uh, to give ourselves a chance. If we, don't, if we don't do that, we don't have a chance. Man, I know Philip Russell had the two turnovers late in regulation, but how many yeah. clutch plays did that guy make? First of all, that three with about a minute 40 to play in regulation and then the winning plays late in the basketball game. There is nobody I want handling the ball to go into the line other than Philip Russell. Yeah, I mean, he didn't, obviously Phil didn't have a great game uh, up to that point. You know, he was foul trouble and just wasn't, just wasn't going well. Chris put us on his back. You know, Chris said, hey, I got you guys. And he got us to the end, and uh, Phil said, I, I got the last two minutes. And, you know, they're clutching break, yin and yang, and they did it. we did it yesterday. Same kind of deal. They were taking turns. I mean, you're talking about two of the best guards in the conference, two of the better better uh, two of the better guards in the, in the country, honestly, with the way that they can play and move. So, Big Coach, time. here's Harris and Russell combined to go 21 of 25 from the free throw line, those two guards. <laughs> And uh, the MVP of the tournament, apparently, is Chris Harris. And he deserves it, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And I've got to ask you, Israel Barnes is a 28% three-point shooter, Coach, but not tonight. Three for six, and some of those threes were just massive shots. The one in the, the, one in the corner in front of our bench, I mean, if that doesn't go in, we probably lose, honestly. Uh, just a massive, massive three by him. Uh, it just... And just golly, just every guy just keep making plays, you know, and that's what you got to have. That's what we've talked about this team being able to do that. And, you know, it's just uh, again, I, this is just pretty cool, pretty and cool. Adam Larson did not make a basket tonight, but he had a huge block huge shot, block. huge absolutely block. huge, huge block. He messed up a defensive assignment. He was mad at himself for messing that up, and so he just was. Give them, again, give our guys credit. They don't they don't beat themselves up. They don't hang their head. They just the next guy stepped up. Aquan Smart doesn't play today, and we still find a way to get it done. So, I mean, just that's what that's what championship teams do, you know. And, and 
again, I just give all the, you know, God is pretty good. <laughs> He's pretty good. Um, but these kids are pretty good, too. How good does this feel, man? And what does this feel like? It's one thing to do it as an assistant, another thing to do it as a player, but to do it as a head coach with your guys. And on the national stage, um, you know, I had 50-some-odd text messages yesterday. Who knows what it's going to say today? But, again, Eric, the, like, you're going to have this experience. These players are going to have this experience. As you said, I've had it before. That doesn't mean it's not special to me, but I'm looking at our players right now and the, the smiles on their faces and just this environment, this everything. Like this is, They are literally going to remember this when they're 60, 70, 80 years old. That's how, how, else do you, how else do you quantify what you do? You know, and that's just absolutely remarkable. I'm so happy for them because, again, you talk about guys like Philip Russell, Dylan Branson, uh, Chris Harris. We have guys from our, from our region, from our area. Now the word needs to spread about Seymour men's basketball. Hey, uh, the only other time they won this tournament was the year before I started doing the games. I've never even broadcast this game before. Yeah. This is just fantastic. It feels great. It gets for, even better. Yes. Can't wait. We're going dancing, Coach. Right. Thanks so much for the time. You got it, Congratulations. Go celebrate with your team. They're going to give you the hardware here. Thank you, Eric. Thank All right. That is Coach Brad Corn. All right. Just in time as they are getting all of their individual medals, all of the Red Hawk players, and including the support staff, Amanda Martin, the trainer, going to get her medal, and a hug between Athletics Director Brady Barkey and Brad Korn. Brad Korn did it. In year three, he leads them to the NCAA tournament. It took overtime. Now keep in mind the three games with Tennessee Tech this year. Aquan Smart over here for a little fist bump. Congratulations, Aquan. All right, he's so excited, Aquan. He's in a walking boot, but man, his foot probably feels just fine right now. And here comes Brad Corn. Listen to the hand for Corn. Pumping his fist. Shaking hands with Commissioner Beth the Bush gets his medal. And the chant of Simo with the coaches and all the players gathered around Brad Korn. And the SEMO chant. Philip Russell coming out to get the trophy. And he'll carry it back in to the huddle. The Red Hawks hold the trophy aloft here at the Ford Center. What a moment. Only one other time in school history has this team won this tournament. 2000 under Gary Garner. And now it happens under third-year head coach Brad Korn. And we hear Queen... We are the champions. And Brady Barkey, the AD, is out there. Brady Barkey, who hired Brad Korn. They had ties over in Southern Illinois. They bring in Brad Korn, and three years later, the Red Hawks are dancing. Now where will they go? They will, let's face it, it's the OVC. No Murray or Belmont, so they're probably going to Dayton, Ohio. They'll be in the play-in part of the tournament. But here's the thing. Even if you're in the play-in, and ask Moorhead, because this happened to Moorhead. When you win a play-in game, it goes down as an NCAA tournament victory. So 
Uh, the Red Hawks uh, maybe get a 16 seed, so they will play in Dayton most likely. We'll see. And you get a win there, you get a number one seed, but uh, you can get a tournament victory. We'll see. There's a lot to play out, but one thing we do know is the Red Hawks are the champions in 2023. The season is not over. You know what that means? That means we'll have a Red Hawks basketball coaches show on Monday. The Ohio Valley Conference is the first conference in the country that punches their ticket with an automatic bid, the first one. So the OVC will get a little national publicity, and so will Southeast Missouri State University and the Brad Corn coached Red Hawks. All right. Hey, don't forget Red Hawk baseball tomorrow. They'll wrap the series. They split a doubleheader today with Milwaukee, and they'll play at 1 o'clock tomorrow at Kapoha Field, and they will wrap that series game Number three, Red Hawks are still celebrating on the court. That's going to do it for us from Evansville. What a great night in Evansville, Indiana. We did it three years ago with the SEMO women's basketball team. They punched their ticket. COVID, however, did not allow them to play in the dance. But that is not the case for Southeast Missouri State's men. Red Hawks are going to hang a banner. They're going to get a championship ring. And they will be headed to the NCAA tournament. And we'll find out where they go. They're cutting the nets down here. Russell is up there. Cutting down the net. He'll cut one part of it. And they've got the Werner stepladders. And he'll cut off a little piece of the net for him as a keepsake. Glad you joined us. What a fun night here from Evansville. History made just the second time since moving to Division I in 1991 that SEMO has gone to the NCAA tournament. And 23 years after their first tournament title, they punch their ticket again under Coach Brad Korn. What a fun season it's been. Uh, you can hear more from Coach Korn. On Monday, we'll be at Wings Etc. in Cape Girardeau, and we'll talk Red Hawk basketball, OVC tournament, championship basketball. Only the second team to ever win four games in four days. The only other team that even played four games in four days was 2016's Austin P. Governors under Dave Luce. I believe that was his next to last year as the head coach. The all-time winningest coach in OVC history, Dave Luce. And that team won four games in four days. No other team had even played four in four days until SEMO. And it looked like they had lost on a three-pointer at the buzzer, but they went to the monitor and they said, oh, it was a two-pointer. We're going to overtime. And, man, are we glad they went to the monitor because in the final analysis, the Red Hawks win it, and they are the champions. 89-82 to is your final score. That's going to do it from Evansville. What a fun night, and we've got more Red Hawk basketball. They are going to the NCAA tournament, and I hope you can join us at Wings at Center on Monday at 12 noon for the Red Hawks Coaches Show. We'll talk with Brad Korn, and one of the Red Hawk players will be there 
as well. So that'll do it from here. Thanks to Jeff Hansa, the strategic communications coordinator. And we appreciate all the hard work that he does. Man, he's doing multiple sports right now. Thanks to Brad Korn for his time. Kyle Schwartz with the Ohio Valley Conference. Man, he is so awesome to work with when we go to these tournaments. Again, the Red Hawks are the champions of the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament. They finish overtime on a 7-0 run. They hit their last three shots. They held Tennessee Tech without a field goal over the final 2-37. And in overtime, the Red Hawks went 5-6 of six from the free throw line. And they win it by a final score of 89-82. We enjoyed it. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you enjoy the rest of your Saturday night, everybody, for a final time. So long from Evansville, where the Red Hawks are the champions.